The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. That's uh, Eastern Time, also noon Pacific, almost the same time, right? You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel. You can stream it on SEMSynergy.com or pick it up on iTunes. So we're all over the place. Be sure to listen. Our guest today is Dana Lukadu, a search marketer who follows social media developments pretty closely. One of those developments is real-time search, a buzzword that's been getting a lot of action lately as real-time search services really are popping up pretty fast and furiously right now. So let's start the show by looking at what real-time search is and how it might affect SEO efforts. So what we have is real-time search that is neither real-time nor search. Mm -hmm. It deals with social. And at a social level, what does it actually search? It's not even search, though. It's like like the Twitter ones. They're a feed. Mm Mm-hmm. They're a fast updating feed. I think that's what most of them are, plugging into different social networks feeds. I mean, it's basically the API, right? So. That's not a search. Uh, yeah, it, and David Harry has been quite an advocate on trying to set the direction for uh, the SEO industry because real time search has been getting a lot of buzz lately. And he's, he's come out and said, guess what, guys? The, even the name real-time search is a misnomer. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, the tools that monitor Twitter and that monitor Twitter search are very useful in terms of finding people who are talking about the stuff you're interested in and, and latching onto them and reaching out to them and whatever. I mean... So I can do a search for SES San Jose training and all the people talking about it, Right. I'll be able to find. Now, that makes sense to me. But... It's really a locator. It is. That's not search, is it? I mean, it's just monitoring a stream. It's like turning on the radio and catching whatever bit has been going by. And, you know, when you're like half listening to the radio because you're waiting for something to happen and you're like, oh, I recognize that word. So you start listening and then you tune out again. It's like that. I think that we can probably take a look at some of the reasons why real-time search might not pick up um, or at the very least be picked up by the major search engines. Search engines historically give results based upon something that's a known merit, right? They assess a page, they determine its worthiness, they, you know, have all sorts of factors in the algorithm. Real-time search, 
it would seem to me to be pretty much ripe for spam. Yeah, these, you know, the the, the social real-time engines as they are now, I mean, if you're tracking, like, well, when you're looking at Twitter, right? Because exactly. that's, that's the most obvious one. That's the biggest one. You're throwing a term on Twitter, right? Michael Jackson, because it's been one of the top trends forever. If you look at it, some of them are talking about Michael Jackson. Some of them are just throwing in the word Michael Jackson so that they show up on that and search. And then offering you their And then offering you spammy. their whatever, yeah, exactly, yeah. whatever their spam product is. Hey, do you like Michael Jackson? Buy this wine. You know, <laughs> I mean, they don't have anything to do with each other. And, and there isn't a whole lot of filtering that goes on. And there isn't a whole lot of ways to figure that out anyway. You know, I, I know that they check for oh, did you use every single trending topic in your tweet? <laughs> and then they'll try and filter you out that way, but, right. you know, it, it's very, very poorly done at this so, point. So they have to run a spam filter on a 140-character web page? Yep. With no links? Yep. Well, there are links. Well, not at the time it's created. There's oh, no you know, links. I mean, right. So... You, you you blog or or post or tweet on something right now. Yeah, it just shows up. Mm-hmm. Right, and there's not enough time there for it to gain those factors that would seem right. to help rank its relevance, which is another problem. Right. Well, and and so I mean, Google obviously has the a few patents um, that they've been looking at, friend rank, influencer rank, whatever you want to call them, where they seem to be trying to determine relevancy by how many people follow you. So, for example, I have about a thousand followers. Lisa has five thousand followers. Lisa is a bigger influencer than I am, right? Which I think is fair. <laughs> um, and so, on that scale, does her content go before mine because she's the bigger influencer? Well, on a real-time search basis, that would seem like the answer would have to be yes. And then, you know, just recently we saw one of Matt's um, videos in his Webmaster series about Query Deserves Freshness. That's a ranking um, factor that they've been integrating into web search even, just, you know, not real-time search. Um, And that's that's another thing. So is it going to be the person with more followers or is it going to be the person who posted last or there's a few things that need to be sorted out there. Is real-time search restricted to things that are truly real-time or near real-time? I mean, when you think about it, I think Danny had written an article or at least uh, a post that indicated that blog posts, for instance, aren't really real-time. I mean, they may be same day, but you know, anybody worth listening to certainly has put some thought into it. It hasn't been a spontaneous kind of thing. Um, you know, I can understand under, you know, trying to understand how people felt about a movie or a restaurant or an event or a session even at an event because there's tweets that occur there. I can understand a lot of different things go on there. But, you know, I think search is search. I think that you're right. It is like listening to a radio. I think that you really tune into a stream. If you're on a mission, you're doing a, a, a community locate. I think that's a lot better than real-time search. Real-time search is, um, yeah. you know, you could argue that real-time search is as accurate as search engine optimization. 
Right, because you're not actually optimizing a search engine, so you're, it's not actually real-time search. And the thing is, I think we need to stop thinking of real-time search as something that you can SEO. Like, because that's immediately, SEOs hear the word search, and they're like, that, that's for my, that's what I do. I, I optimize for that stuff. And that's not something you can do for a real-time search. The only way you can optimize for that is by posting a lot. So I, I think that it's a totally different tool that just happens to have a name that we want to grab onto. Unfortunately, anything that is going to get a lot of people paying attention to it, it's going to be abused. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. More on real-time search is coming up after the break. Um, Dana Lukadu, search and social marketer who's been tracking the real-time search phenomenon, will give us her thoughts on the issue. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Dana Lukadu, SEO consultant, social media marketer, blogger, and super Twitterer. You can follow her at twitter.com slash Lukadu. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Dana. Oh, Virginia, thank you for having me. So today we've been talking about real-time search, and as someone who has interest in the search realm, social media, strategic planning, training, real-time search really comes at the intersection of all these things. So I thought you'd be a great candidate to pick your brain on the topic. 
Um, no, start off that. at the beginning. Where do you see the value of real-time search? Uh, when are people turning to real-time search? Well, I think we're looking at this as far as from marketers as well as users. And I want to say, first of all, that as related to SEO, real-time search is not more important than link building, but for marketers, it really enhances discoverability. And when we think about, when we think on SEO, we used to do a lot of looking at keywords and how keyword research represented desires and needs and what people wanted and what they're searching for. Well, now we go to Twitter search and delicious bookmarking and technorati tags so that we're looking at their the most current information and that the real-time search is what's representing the, their needs. Not that keyword research isn't as important, but we're looking at what is happening right now. And so do you see this as something that marketers need to leverage and... Um, are, are they leveraging it in the right way? I know we're certainly talking about it. Well, I think we're getting to the point of people are, uh, as users, we're now creating our own streams. It used to be that, you know, we did TiVo and we could create our own, entertain, record our entertainment without having advertisements and watching TV ads. Well, now we're creating our streams and we're going to sites so that we can pull in the information that we're most interested in. And when you look at, some, like, for instance, Topsy search engine that was launched at the beginning of June that is an aggregation of Twitter search. I mean, it's now a search engine powered by tweets. And Bing, at the beginning of July, started indexing tweets. And we now know that, uh, for instance, let's go back to Topsy, it, it's taking a Twitter age approach to search of what people are currently talking about, and that actually helps rank in search results. So it's coming of age when you look at the amount of investments that is going into the new real-time search engines. And do you think that real-time search is something that can be optimized for? Yeah, or an optimal, and let's just talk about since we're really really talking about Twitter when it comes down to this type of optimization, it sure. is very important to maximize the use of your 140 characters to front load your tweets with keywords. And when you look at an indexed tweet, it's actually going to show your profile name and a colon and the first few characters of your tweet. So your tweet that's indexed has a title tag, and that title, and we all know we all know how important the title tag is for each page on SEO. So now think about each of your tweets as what you put at the front of that are the keywords at the beginning of your title tag. Um, we did a very unscientific experiment in doing some test results for a Follow Friday, yet the keywords that were put around the link that was being tweeted made a difference in giving us a pop. And we believe what we saw was Twitter flowing link juice to that. Um, you're actually using custom short URLs that contain keywords. So if you're doing uh, bit.ly, so you go to bit.ly, you can actually customize your link and use the keywords in that custom tag. And then we also wow. have hashtags that can be added so that um, that adds another uh, optimization aspect. And then co-tags are a great, great way that 
people who share a Twitter account can actually find their tweet and optimize tweets for their names. So we have a number of different options for being able to actually optimize our participation in real-time search. Oh, that's awesome. Those were quite a few real specific and actionable type um, recommendations. Um, Okay, so kind of related, um, I was checking out your blog. Uh, People can do that over at danalukadu.com. And you were talking about an interesting topic um, I hadn't really heard about much before, the life stream. Um, And you explain it as the idea that you know, users are basically leaving a trail behind them when they're uh, sharing things and posting things online. Um, yeah. The live streams, you know, kind of related to the whole, you know, social media search, real-time search phenomenon. Do you think that marketers should be studying live streams, starting their own, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point on looking at as far as marketers doing it. One, you definitely need to be looking at top users and your target audience and what they're doing in their live streams because, again, that's going to show the type of communities they're involved in. It may show you a different uh, additional marketing opportunities to be able to become involved in those communities. It gives you inside knowledge. And also being able to monitor what these people are sharing about because if they're you may be able to pick up on, oh, maybe I'm, okay, you see that they're interested in buying an MP3 player and they're not sure if they want to go with, um, you know, a different type of brand. Well, if you're Apple, then you want to contact them and let them know that, hey, well, check out, you know, check out the iPod. So you can actually reach out to people by seeing what desires they have shared in their live streams. That's a really clever idea. Um, is this kind of what you're talking about when you when you um, talk about conversational SEO? Uh, just something else that I, I saw that you had written about um, conversational SEO. So how do you distinguish that from traditional SEO tactics? Oh, oh that's really good. I actually started using that term uh, a couple years ago with the advent of social media in that SEO is, well, we know it has to do with optimizing on a page, but engaging in the conversation and the intersection of, if you think of a Venn diagram where you have SEO on one side and social media on the other, and the intersection of the two is that conversational SEO where you're actually engaging with your audience and being involved in social media where you're actually using the keywords that you can rank in real-time search and that you're blogging and having an open conversation with them so that user-generated content on a blog helps a company in being able to increase their not only their reach, but as you get more content from the users engaging in that, you're entering into the conversation. So it's, a, it's an intersection of social media and SEO. That, that's smart because everything is a mix and it all is integrated and it works together, at least if, if you're doing it right. Um, yeah, and it's hard as well because I, I, I jokingly say that, you know, don't, don't do as I do, but do as I say do. And I'll find myself, I have a period of time where I'm not blogging and I'm, I'm working on client projects instead, but I really encourage them, you have to stay involved in the conversation and you have to keep the blog going, you have to keep the conversation flowing. And 
really it's the best way of customer service to be able to build that community and the relationships and people just want to know that you're listening I think that's a that's a real key and they know that you're listening because you're participating and that makes a lot of sense um, and you have quite a lot going on yourself as far as places that you're sharing this information um, I know that you you have some training that you've done. Do you have any new projects coming up that you'd care to give us a preview on? Yeah, so I'm actually launching a new business, and that is called Yo Yo SEO. And the Yo Yo stands for You're On Your Own SEO, but it's really You're Not On Your Own SEO. And the Yo (laughs) is also a metaphor for being part of the conversation. And the approach is to provide training and uh, search engine marketing services to businesses and I am participating in an upcoming conference and teaching local businesses on how to use social media and the SEO aspect. It actually was scheduled for next week. It's uh, mom word of mouth. It was going to be in Roseville, California. However, we postponed it for a couple months to be able to have a little bit more time to get the word out. And it's a great opportunity to be able to share with businesses the aspects of social media because they don't really, a lot of them don't know where to start and they know their business really well and they just, they, they need to understand the technologies behind it. I recently held a, a workshop in training on social media marketing and explained that it's, it's really a matter that we've all been doing social media for hundreds of years and now it's simply the tools that are different. So it's helping them to leverage the basics of those tools and not be afraid of them. And not be afraid to great. get out there and show a little bit of personality and and get involved in the communities. So I'm very excited about it. Oh, that's a really cool because I know that they know what what's going on around them. They just don't know what to do about it all. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to have that opportunity to be able to give them a little bit of insight and some people, they simply just need to have their hand held a little bit, and then they can take off on their own and and be creative. Very cool. Well, that's coming up in a few months, you said? All right. Yeah, and it, then, we um, haven't scheduled the time because it's just we've just changed the dates, and uh, so there's some internal planning that we have to do on that conference. But I'll make sure and let you know, and I'll be tweeting it on Twitter. Where you can find Dana, uh, twitter.com slash lookadoo. Or check out DanaLookadoo.com. Thanks again so much for coming on the show, Dana. Oh, thank you, Virginia. I enjoyed it. After the break, we'll take a look at some recent search headlines. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. 
Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, affiliates. Do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the U.K., France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm here with Susan and Michael. And right now we're going to take a quick look at some search industry news. Yes, lots of good stuff going on uh, this month. Um, Okay, I have to start here because because it's killing me. So Google Apps, now out of beta. Gmail, if you don't like that it's out of beta, you can add the beta label back in. How great is that? Um, Sounds very useful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you have to wonder what the thought process there was, because it's just sort of tossed at the end of of the announcement blog post, and it's like, blah, 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 oh, and you can always go into labs and add it back in. (laughs) What was this? People are going to complain, man. People are going to totally complain about the fact that we're still updating it and it's not in beta. (laughs) I think it was just defensiveness, actually. I think they've heard so much criticism about being in beta for so long that they want to be like, well, actually, we had lots of we, we had lots of users who liked it being in beta. For that, long, so. <laughs> that was just the implication that I got out of that. If you want to go back and add beta, I mean, I can't imagine any circumstance under you'd, why you'd want to add beta I, <laughs> to the I, logo. Some people just don't like change. I mean, that there were plenty of people who complained about the labels acting more like folders thing and the way that it changed the UI. So I I don't doubt in the least that there are people who are going to be upset that their little beta <laughs> label went away. Um, but that that just kills me. I mean... Yep. And, silly. Yeah. Well, and I think it's silly to just be like, okay, arbitrarily today we're taking off the beta label. We haven't changed anything on any of these products in the last three weeks, but today is the date we're taking off. Well, yeah. In any, did they not change anything in any of the Google apps? Um, except for adding in the fact that you can add the beta <laughs> label. <laughs> not, not that I know of. I mean, I don't use Google Talk, but I use Google Calendar and Google Docs pretty regularly, and I haven't seen any substantial updates to them in a little bit. Right. So. Well, I mean, it was pretty arbitrary that it, wasn't, it was in beta for five years anyway, right? Right. So why not have an arbitrary end to it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's all about marketing anyway. It was all about perception anyway. I mean, the reason to do it because it's a company run by programmers, and programmers like to set expectations low if they can get away with it. <laughs> if they have no managers making them take it out of beta, why not just keep it in beta? Then you can't complain if there's no bugs. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess that there is some updates in the overall Google Apps suite if you're using it like on an enterprise level. And so it was just more that because all of those things were part of right. the apps mm-hmm. engine that they all had to come out of beta because it couldn't be like, well, apps is out of beta, except that some components of it still are. Sure. So I, I guess that's probably what it is. Um, email delegation, mail that's retention. That's coming, they said, um, right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're working on enhancing that, you know, and enhancing reliability and stuff like that. So... I guess this is one of those cases where words mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I liked how they called it the the traditional definition of beta. You mean, like, the definition that everybody else in the yeah. world uses <laughs> the other than you? Defi- <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Google, right? Um, it's what everybody else talks about. What we talk about is totally different. Uh, silliness. Silliness. Also, new product, SearchPad. Yahoo. Yeah. From what I hear, it's a more complicated Google Notebook, and um, so people who really liked Google Notebook might like Yahoo Searchpad. I, I think it would be super useful if you tend to do a lot of the same searches all the time in Yahoo. You know, if you're if you have client searches or something, and you do this stuff by hand, and you're not running like a monitor or something, save it all in your Searchpad. But it's only good for Yahoo, and this is sort of like you know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the common tag only good for yahoo it's only good for yahoo who cares <laughs> i'm sorry yahoo i love you guys i want you to do well oh burn but th- this I, I mean this is sort of how i feel about ask too it's they're small and they're too small to push back much and they don't have the money behind them that microsoft has in in enabling it to push back so what's the point you know Yo. and particularly because yahoo is not on the bleeding edge like Ask is in a lot of ways. You know, Ask is constantly pushing their UI and constantly pushing their search technology. And they don't have a lot of market share and their branding is terrible, but they do have really smart people working on it. I don't feel like Yahoo has that strength in search anymore. Yeah, so what's the next item? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, now that I beat up on Yahoo, I do love Yahoo. I really do. I mean, I, I... I like the competition. I, I think that I want to see these guys do well. I just don't know that they're moving in the right direction. Sure. All right. And then real quick before we're out of time for bloggers, big um, changes coming your way with the FTC um, looking to approve some changes to their guidelines for, I guess, advertising kind of. Um and so bloggers will have to disclose any payments they're getting or for reviews um, that they make. Yeah, um, and I want to make it clear that as much as we talk about squishables on the blog, they really don't promote us. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 these are not free. We pay every single time. <laughs> I buy a new squishable. So another Go government entity starting a hopeless cause with the internet, trying to regulate the internet in ways that they will never be able to do. Well, yeah, I mean, it, how many bloggers are there out there? Now, granted, the number of bloggers who get freebies is much lower right. than the number of bloggers total, but it's still kind of like playing whack-a-mole, Even isn't it? so, yeah. How are they going to investigate that? Um, 
uh, are they going to just investigate every time somebody mentions a product? Mm-hmm. Did you pay for that with your own money? Can I keep receipts now when I talk about something on my blog? Nope. Another lost cause for a government. Um, I, I and the thing is, I'd like to see more transparency. I'd like to see somebody say, "Hey, you know, the company gave this to me for to test out or for yeah, free or whatever." Absolutely. I'd like that. That's a great idea. I don't know that this is the way to do it. But I don't know that there's any other way to get started on it. I agree. <laughs> kind of confusing. And once again, we are out of time. <laughs> if you have internet marketing questions or comments or topics you'd like to hear about, please send them to Synergy at bruceclay.com. Come back next week for more industry insights and experts. You can also visit synergy.com for this week's guest and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.